Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. We're going to review Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves for you today. It's going to be a great time. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Strange with then for this brand new Dungeons and Dragons film, which has been a long time between drinks. I think the last one might have had Jeremy Irons. Yeah, it was a piece of shit, as I recall. God awful. And this one <laughs> is directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. It's written by those two and Michael Gillow. You know Gillow? these people? No, Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, I think they did that film Game Night. Oh, the one you like yeah. that one. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was very Actually, good. that makes a bit of sense. Keep going. Yeah. It's the, with the story by Chris Mackay and Michael Giglio. It stars Wayne's favourite, Chris Pine, Woo. Michelle Rodriguez, Regé Jean Page, Regé Jean Page, probably. Sure. Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, and Hugh Grant. It has music by Lorne Balfi, the guy doing the Mission Impossible soundtracks, oh, and many, many, many others. Has a 134 minute runtime. And thus far, it's taken 5.6 million only off the first. Well, actually, that's the, the Thursday night previews. How much? Because uh, we're yeah. recording a little earlier than normal. Only 5.6 million. But it's okay. We haven't got any real indications yet on how it's going. Wayne, what do you think the budget was on this bad boy? Before this, uh, before we hit record, Paul went, the budget's what? So obviously, it's it's large compared to what he thought. <laughs> right? So a show like this, with the CGI the way it is in this show... It can't be more than 160, Paul. Well, yeah, $150 million. Yeah. <laughs> but that was an outside guess. That's a very good guess. Probably helped by my ridiculous reaction. I didn't think this looked like a $150 million film at all. Um, all right, all right. Keep going. Keep anyway, going. we'll come back to that one. What is it about? So Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves is essentially about this group O thieves led by a charming motherfucker, of course, Pris Pine. He's something of a he's a he's a bard, but he's really a plan maker, but he's also essentially a thief. And he's, So what do you do? <laughs> yeah, I, make, I plans. make plans. And when the plans are already made, what do you do? I'd make another plan. So you make plans that don't work. <laughs> no. Straight from the trailer, that bit. Exactly. So him and his band of unlikely adventurers, they go and embark on an epic quest to retrieve this long-lost relic, which they stole from a motherfucker who they shouldn't have stole from a motherfucker. Their motherfucker's going to do some shitty things with it. But their shit goes awry when they run afoul of the absolute wrong people. That's the show. Pretty much. On Rotten Tomatoes, the early word from critics, 201 of them, is very positive, with 90% being Positive, an average score of 7.4 out of 10. And on Metacritic, always harsher, has an average score of 72 out of 100 based on 43 critics. No word yet from Cinema Score because, of course, the film hasn't been out long enough for us to refer to that. Really? You got to see an advanced screening with huge thanks to Natalie Cameron. I believe so, yes. Yeah. And I couldn't get along to that one, so I got to see it opening night here in Australia just a couple of days ago. By the way, we did have uh, LARPers actually doing yes. a demo in the cinema itself, which was fantastic from Nat. I didn't expect it. I was like, holy shit, what's going on here? They were hitting really hard with like metal swords and fucking shields. It was like, whoa. The, the bit at the end is like, maybe I could join you. Ah, just kill him and take his money. <laughs> yeah. Posted it on Facebook. Give it a look, everyone. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, what did you think of Dungeons & Dragons? Colon, honor, <laughs> spelt the wrong way, among thieves. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, everyone. This is fucking great. This movie is fucking great. Wow. I believe it is reminiscent of the films Hollywood used to make like this, like Princess Brides and your Labyrinths and your Willows to a lesser extent, um, <laughs> without ever regressing into overt nostalgia, because what I think is happening here is basically two words, Chris Pine. Chris Pine's so charming, I want to shit my pants. Uh, and, he, in, and the way that Chris Pine is charming in this is the exact brand of Chris Pine charming where it's like he's just doing his, like, I'm, I'm sure I'm making little gags and this sort of thing. And what's great about this film, which I didn't necessarily expect, is that it's a comedy, people. This is a comedy. 
Yeah, it's definitely got a bunch of fun, funny. Everything almost is played with like a laugh at the end of the scene, almost. So what you have here is yes, it's it's a Dungeons and Dragons and whatever. And uh, I should mention at this stage that I have played only two Dungeons and Dragons games in my life, as in actually like the Stranger Things, sitting around a table throwing dice. Paul's a bit more experienced than oh, I. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back in the day, was, back in the was day. a regular player. We called really? it AD&D. Advanced it was Dungeons Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons Dragons back some 25 years. No, right. More, more. 28, 29, 30 years ago is when yes. we played this shit. So. And what was cool about this, which I did not know until thinking about it like weeks later, is that the movie itself is actually, it has nods to the actual board or table game in, in the way that it's structured and the elements of it. For example... For those who are uninitiated, the way AD&D is played on a board game or in a, in a table is that you have a dungeon master, a dungeon master that is the person who makes up all of the whole story and basically is the godlike creature who kind of usually controls non-player characters or the villain usually or whatever. Um, Everything <laughs> other than the mechanics of the characters right, themselves. Right, because the whole, the whole show, the whole AD&D thing is that it's about the characters that are playing. And that's what this movie does. It focuses on the player characters. The non-player characters, for example, the dude from Bridgerton, Bridgerton um, in this movie, he's the Reggie Jean, he's the paladin. Yeah. paladin yes. Right? He is played completely straight. The same way an, a dungeon master would, where he just kind of like, he, he actually hasn't got, he's just saying shit and he's oddly noble and he's oddly kind and he's kind of a perfect character and then he just disappears because he's a non-player character. That's right. I didn't <laughs> click that. You're right. You know? It does come across that way. Right. And even the actual, like the beats in the story where it's, oh, now we're in this keep and we've got to get around this maze and it's just like moving pieces around a board in a keep when you actually play the game. So all of those things are actually put into this film and not in a way that's overt where you go, oh, that's what they're doing here. It kind of dawned upon me later on. So that's kind of cool. Creatures, this, that, whatever. But long story short, it didn't have to be this good. It didn't have to be this funny. And I was entertained the entire time. Yes, it's long. But <laughs> it's, 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 it didn't bore me, so it was long or short enough, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> what do you think, Paul? Paul's the real expert here, everyone. Uh, Paul's the real, like, Well, how much of an expert diehard. can he be when he didn't even know that that Jeremy Irons Dungeons & Dragons film from 2000 was actually the first of a trilogy that were released over the subsequent 12 years. The other was two there? being straight to video. There was two I more of them? I've never seen Dungeons & Dragons, colon, Wrath of the Dragon God, and Dungeons & Dragons 3, colon, The Book of Vile Darkness. Was Jezza Irons in both? Don't think so. Don't think so. I think okay. he died the first one. Uh, look, this film is as a ex- Regular D and D player, it's okay. It's not bad. Okay, it's okay. Not great. That's pretty good for Paul. Yeah, it's not great. It is fun. Absolutely, it's fun. I enjoyed my time with it. I wasn't bored. So ticks on all those levels. I don't think the casting's particularly good. I didn't. What's your problem? Uh, I think Chris Pine is. I don't Come know. on, man! He's the movie. He's, he's charming, movie. but he's just—I don't know—he's not right for this kind of. He's, it's almost. Playing it too. No, hey, he's doing yo, it perfectly hey. right. Because like, if you try, your your wife got. Bit. Oh wow! Look, sorry, I get to spoils there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, all this shit happens to you, and you're still like, hey, oh, hey, hey, he's hey, not oh, hey, ho. He's a cool motherfucker uh, who has who has pain behind his eyes. There's more than there's more than one scene where he's meant to exhibit some pathos, and he's just phoning it in. I didn't think he was great. Really? Yeah. Oh, I caught him. Michelle Rodriguez is is pretty much just doing what she does, which bringing her gruff. I'm a really tough female stick. Fine. She's not really stretching her herself much. I haven't read any a single review of this film yet. I think other than glimpsing things on Twitter saying fun, good fun time. I agree, hundred percent. Hugh Grant, his stick is wearing thin on me now. He's 
too far over the top in his role, and I'll I'll stay I'll be vague mm, for spoilers. Mm, mm. And it re- he really irked me in the film. I thought the special effects at times were atrocious. Yes. No, I will go That's with you. That's why I went, whoa, 150? I thought the whole time I was watching this film, it was like a 50 to $75 million film. Okay, so what? <laughs> a couple of times, like, how did that make the screen? Hang on. I, I, I agree with you. There's a couple of ooh moments in there, but there's a couple of wow moments in yeah, there. Yeah, there's too. a wonderful one shot following a character as they move through oh, a keep yes. and the like, which was really inventive and, and really well blocked and put together. And it's, that's virtually all CG, and that worked well. And the story, it's fine. The story is traditional D&D type material. Band of people slowly come together against a common foe and then have to jump from MacGuffin to MacGuffin to get to the end battle slash foe. It's fine. Would you say, though, that there is a little bit of a twist on this one, which I noticed? Typically in Careful your... Careful spoilers? Mm, I don't think so. But well, actually, no, I, don't, I don't think so. One, one of the things that you often get in these Princess Brightish type films is like it's the damsel in distress and it's the hero Wesley or whoever, right? So it's usually a guy going to save a girl. In this movie, the dynamic is between him and his daughter, which is a nice twist mm. on the damsel in distress. Yeah, sure. Don't you think? I didn't really care about that. Uh, partly uh, because the daughter's terrible. She's a really bad actor in this, in this particular film. Uh, she didn't get a lot of screen time. Yeah, but what she got was like, ugh. Uh, anyway, so... I guess it's more the technical side I have a problem with. In terms of the story, it's fun. I did enjoy the fact this is set in the Forgotten Realms campaign, which is exactly the, camp- the world that we played in all those years Could ago. Could you expand upon that, please? So it's exactly the world. So when they mentioned Waterdeep and Baldur's Gate oh, and Neverwinter, really? that's the world that we were gaming in. Is so that so? And when they talk about the Harpers, the Harpers are a big known organization for good. They're like spies in a, in a Dungeons and Dragons world. I didn't know there was actual source yeah. material. I thought the DM just went, okay, you cunts are all in the fucking no, forest so. and someone took a shit and then you... you no, there's actual sword. world material and maps oh. and the shit that you, you reference and you, how long it takes to travel and, and all that kind of stuff. So that was fun to sort of see. And, and like the, the monsters that come up will stay vague now for mm-hmm. spoilers. We're fun straight out of the monster manual, I if you will. Notice. So all that, those nods and that part I, I did enjoy, I have to admit. All right. Now, can we talk for a moment about Warrior classes or character classes or whatever mm. you people call them. All right. So <laughs> us people, <laughs> us people call them. All right. Thirty years later. <laughs> well, no, maybe maybe twenty eight years later. I know he's, he's, he's trying to distance himself so he can get Boontang and it never worked. Everyone. Um, <laughs> all right. It worked all right. <laughs> so I just didn't mention certain things. <laughs> all right. So here's the thing. I don't know if there was ever a bard class in your yeah. show. It was. Yeah, you could be a bard. So Chris Pine is a bard, and that's kind of a gag because he's a musician. And, and the bard class. Back in the old days of AD and D, was a bit of a joke because you can't no one, fight, right? Virtually no one was chose to be a bard. A bard's like a jack of all trades, so they play music, yes, and they they're always charismatic, okay, and then they are okay with certain weapons and they have certain thieving skills, but they're not really anything to be reckoned with. Well, yeah, yeah no. Though, right, like okay. no one. Put it this way: if you're if you're gaming, very few people would choose to be a bard. Well, see, I think that's cool that they made the lead guy a bard, although he's a thief or whatever, but still. Then you have the Barbarian, which is the typical one, but they've made it a chick. Yeah. So that's a nice little twist. And Michelle Rodriguez is kind yeah, of... Yeah, I guess she's a Barbarian. She, I mean, doesn't really go into a, doesn't really go into a berserker rage at any point in time. So she's more a fighter than anything else. Okay, but you ask me, she's Barbarianistic. I mean, Just because she looks... She's wearing some of the... F- yeah. Almost. No, they're leather. No, no, she's a, she's a fighter. She's a fighter? not a barbarian. Okay, fine. Because the whole defining characteristic of a barbarian is they are hulking huge behemoths and then they lose their mind and just kill everything. Right. Right. Okay. Good. Okay. Good to know. Good mm-hmm. to know. Uh, and then we have what I imagine is some sort of mage. What's the, what's the, what's the, yeah. what's the, the wizard? Justice Smith. 
Yeah. Is that the dude? Yeah, the, he's, the, a, he's the a, mage, dude? a magician. Mage, okay. Yep. And that's pretty typical. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know how to do this stuff. I'm kind of a mage in training. I'm not quite Raceland yet. Um, and it's... Remember Raceland <laughs> from yeah. Dragonlance? Yeah, that's a... T- <laughs> I know it's different, different book series, I man. know, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> but he then surprises himself, so that's kind of cool. And then who's the... Now, I have to be very careful here. The red-haired girl. Yeah. Can we get an age check on her, please? She's from It. I would imagine she's 18 or 19. Fine. God, she's beautiful. So... <laughs> Now checking that out, Sophia Lillis. Shut up, motherfucker! You can't say that shit. Yeah, she's that. fine. She's 21. Fantastic. So, um, she's... I mean, let me clarify <laughs> that. You're allowed to acknowledge she's beautiful. You're not allowed to go anywhere near it. I'm not You're going anywhere near it. dirty old man. I'm not going anywhere near it. I'm just saying how charming and lovely she is. She's great. I liked her the whole time, and she's a shape... What's her class, Paul? She shifts, she shifts shapes. I assume she was a druid. Druid. Yeah. Can druids do that shit? Yeah, okay, druids it was change form. And That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so well, I like can once they're powerful, anyway. Yeah, so she's kind of my favorite character. Um, really? Kind of. She's kind of... Uh, I mean, she's doing did, all the did, work. Well, again, i got to be careful with spoilers. Can we just get into spoilers? Is there anything else you want to say about... You're, you're working through the classes, but we're kind of giving shit away. So. Okay, fine. Uh, let me see. Um, all right, I'll just tell you this. Game Night guys, they, they at least know comedy here, and that's why it's a funny show, and I love the fact that they went that way. That's all I will say. Yeah. Game Night and Vacation, they also directed. They're the comedy directors. Yeah. No wonder it's funny. Yeah, I think Chris McKay was originally slated to direct this but couldn't do it because something else came up at the same time and so these guys stepped in to do to do the job so they, and they rewrote the script. Yeah, they did. So, yeah, look, overall, obviously you liked it more than I did. Mm. Not a huge surprise. I know when we both had this on our most anticipated films of the year list, we got a bit of, not heat, because the cousins were like, your cousins. This Dude, is. my Singapore cousins yeah. have been hitting me on WhatsApp going, this looks like a bag of shit, this yep. looks like a bag of shit. I'm like, yo, I think it looks good. They're like, bullshit. I went to go see the advanced screening. I said, hey, I'm about to see this. They're like, you best, you've been fucking championing this shit for a while. This better be fucking rocking. And so Wayne I, may have a vested interest in his high school. That he's no, give this. no. <laughs> because I look, I was looking forward to it, but that means you're more easily disappointed, Paul. Well, Whereas can, you can, were like, "Fuck this shit." I can do. Yeah. So you know, no, yes. I wasn't. I was no, I was. I, I'm not fuck this shit. This is definitely worth seeing. If you're at all interested in this kind of thing, you should absolutely go and see it. So it's a ra- absolutely a recommendation. Yes, it's just not the. I don't know. What would you say is like? What's the superlative of this type of genre movie? Oh, it's an adventure say? film. Well. It's a fantasy adventure, right? Okay, so what? What one of I those? I think you said good? all those films earlier on today. Princess Bride, right? That's like the, the. Was that the best of these? Yeah, this is nowhere near as good as Princess Bride. Okay, nowhere near. Uh, it's fine. Oh dear God, uh, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty better good. than Willow. But then, oh yeah, yeah. But, but then you know what? My bowel movement this morning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also bigger than Willow. <laughs> Um, okay, cool, cool. And, all right, good. And I've only seen Labyrinth once when I was a kid, so uh, Labyrinth is a kids show. All right, Dark Crystal, all that stuff. This is, I mean, this is a that's modern. Exactly, it's a modern exactly. take on that. It's, it's better because it's now. But yes, anyway, yes, go yeah. on. So there you are. That's what our initial thoughts are, which has been quite lengthy on Dungeons and Dragons: Colon Honor Among Thieves. Get out, see it. Let us know what you think. But if you have already seen it, let's uh, get into some spoilers. You can't handle the truth. And the truth is, Wayne. <laughs> love the shit, I love the shit. But like, why am I surprised? Wayne thinks fucking Shadow Recruit is a good Jack Ryan. Shadow Recruit is a good purely show. Purely because Chris Solid Pine show. is up show. there and showing his chiseled jaw and his sparkling eye. And Wayne's like, oh my God, yes. He really is an attractive man. <laughs> um, but but more than that, Paul, he's charming. That's that's what really this is about. Remember we saw that fucking movie with motherfucking... Uh, who that, what's that? The Florence Pugh and Chris Pine. Uh, don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling, right? And I'm sitting there going, the best thing about this film is Chris Pine because he's a movie star, right? This guy is just a movie star. 
that's the la- that's the level that you're going at here. So I was all thinking this film will easily make its money. It's going to get a return. We're going to get more D and D films in the future. But then I saw the budget, and I'm now I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. So I saying- hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I just feel like people like my wife who just go fantasy. Ugh, Dungeons and Dragons are just not going to turn out. It's for this. niche for sure. So, can a niche film make three hundred million dollars? Are there enough nerds like me in the world, Paul? Us, like us, us. I don't know. So, Some I guess would say no. we'll find out. What, what did you think of the story? Then we can get into it now sure. in more detail. All right. So, the story itself, beat wise, pace wise, plot wise, I don't, I don't recall getting bored in any of this thing here. And it went for a little while. Like I said, even when they're doing a lot of shit, like going to you know, like the graves of the thing, I got asked, and the, <laughs> that and was there was some funny bits there. Those are some, and there's, and there's you your boys, the Auntie Bonnet, Auntie Donna's house. Oh, is that who they were? They voiced all oh, of those dead people. Didn't recognize. Yeah, so okay. that's why they were at the trailer with like Chris Pine. That's right. I did see an article saying they're there and they're at it because yeah, yeah. one of them knew someone and got a, got the. That's geek. it. Yeah. They had like a thing in. So that was kind of cool. So now that we talk about the now plot, that you say it, I can kind of see their likenesses in some of those skeletons yeah. and stuff too. Yeah, and even the post credits and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, they still talk about it. So this is um, so the post post credit scene is a stinger back to that whole waiting for the fifth question to die again. Yes, yes. and which is which I think is a, a nice little thing. But why? So to, to get into the plot, Chris Pine is uh, yeah he was a thiever dude, and then basically the person that he stole shit from came back and killed his wife and left him with his baby, whatever, that he had to raise without a wife. His whole mission now is to try and get this particular relic which can revive his wife. And then him and his daughter can be with a yeah, family Because he was a harper and the Red Wizards of Thay are a big villain or villainous organization slash group of wizards. And this is a, a lich that kills everyone See, in Thay. I didn't know. All this those words all part of Forgotten Realms. Very cool. Right, so I that, didn't know it was actually that. So we're tapping into that, which was fun. And That's so great. he renounces the harpers and and basically goes on a life of crime to fund his child, which seems like a really sensible decision. And then they wind up in... Well, he's untrained for anything else, Paul. (laughs) He's a harper. He's a fucking spy. He can fight. He can do all this shit. Is that what a harper is? Yes. Ah. So he's the James Bond of the... Yeah. See? It's a great show. So... (laughs) (laughs) So they get caught and go to prison. I did like the opening scene where we're setting up like this this great big... I don't know if it was a half... It was an ogre or if it was a half giant or whatever the fuck it was. And it's everyone's terrified of it. We spent three whole minutes or so being terrified of this big thing. It's put in a cell with these two, Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez. And then he starts to hit on her, not just hit like oh, he, that thing, yeah. he's going to do awful things to her. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I warned you. Yep. And then she boots both his knees out. He falls down and she crashes its head on, presumably killing it. And that's yep. the end of that. Yes, so good, good, and good. Moves. They go, Excellent things. They go to appeal for clemency and that's probation. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and the bit that. Both made me laugh and realise this is the kind of film we're going to have, but also maybe kind of cringe just a little bit. What? Was so they grab this eagle, eagle looking person, dude, human, whatever, yeah, which I don't know is a class in know. the game. You got me. And jump out the window and wait till it beats the wings to escape. As they jump out the window, one of the tribunal goes, "But, but we, we were going to party. Yeah, you. we approved your fucking thing." And it's like that's hilarious. Uh, I laugh, but come at the same on, time, it's I'm great, like, Paul. I don't know. It's great, okay? Because they didn't have to do that. They didn't need to. I didn't think so. No, but they didn't have to do oh, that. Like but it's they like... left it open. Anyway, well, that's that's personal, up the ending, personal, so. yeah, there was a joke yeah. later on which comes back around. So you know, that. and then we get them bringing the band back together because then we get the flashback about how the wizard. Well, it wasn't really clear to me in that flashback whether the wizard that Hugh Grant's character kind of got involved with and brought in on the team, Bullchick. Yeah, whether she saved them or or got them caught because I couldn't tell whether her doing the time stop spell. Save them from all the arrows that were being fired at them or not. So it was a little bit ambiguous there, but then it becomes pretty 
apparent pretty quickly that they feel like they were betrayed yes. by her and left to rot. And we see Hugh Grant run off and turns out, big surprise, he's also a bastard. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's fine. And he's All those terrible. I fucking He's fine. Hated him he's in this movie. fine. Why? I just thought he was so over the top. <laughs> that's what you hire Q Grant I for. Like <laughs> I the- much preferred him in the in the gentleman playing that slimy journalist. But that, yeah. And even even in you know Operation Ruse de Crap, where for the first half of it he was the best thing about that film and then he goes in a stupid direction with his character, which I really hated. But anyway. I mean, sure. But you know what's interesting about this show? I think I think that the secret reason, other than it's a comedy, that I like it is that I think these dude, these directors, they cleverly kind of, well, they've realized that the D&D key characteristics or mechanics is like, you know, establish your team, acquire an object, defeat a villain. Yeah, it's a heist movie. It's a heist movie, right? So he, they, they made it a heist movie, like kind of like Ocean's Eleven-y, but like, but you know. With fewer characters. Exactly. But with, but you know, medieval times and like this kind of shit is cool because it's always fun to have, don't get me wrong, I am bored of the, I need a team uh, theme that is happening in movies ever since forever, right? <laughs> but since they do this and everyone's got their own little things and whatever, the gags are good. Like even the, um, like, uh, oh. Funniest moment? Go on. What, what sticks out in your mind? <sighs> I saw a bit in the trailer where him and Michelle Rodriguez were talking about what are we going to do and yada, yada, yada. And he goes, and then she's like, you want to go get drunk and think about it? It's probably best. And then walks in. I never saw that in the movie, but I like yeah, that kind of There was of a thing. beholder in the trailer as well. Never What's makes, a beholder? A beholder is a big eyeball with 10 eye stalks coming out the top of its head with other little eyes on it. And each one of those eyes can cast a particular spell. Wow. Like disintegration or death ray or whatever it is. It's one of the most feared monsters to run into in, in D&D because you have to be high level. You just get wiped. The floor gets wiped with you and you're dead and you have to go away and start again. So I thought, oh, where's that? And it never happened in the movie. I'm like, oh, we stopped talking about that pretty far, That's which is interesting. So there was some stuff in the trial that never made the final cut, which is often the case, but it felt like it was some really big moments. That's what trial. I'm saying. There's cutting room floor stuff here. Mm. Now, see, that the Reggie Jean Page or whatever, that guy, right? He's a paladin, is that correct? Yeah. Now, what's a paladin? Paladin is like a lawful good character. All they do is is everything by the law and there's no room for it. It's interesting they made him a little bit... Drax like that he had no sense of irony or sarcasm. Everything was taken literally. Yeah, that's what I think they did here. This is how because he's a non-player that's not character necessarily needed, but maybe that's no. The but joke. he's a non-player character, so he does everything perfect. He's the best guy ever, and then he fucks off, right? So it's like that guy was controlled by the DM. You know what I mean? Like he's got he's got mm. no character. They, they do they do directly make fun of that when he's walking away. I, now I'm off. I'm like, what? I thought he was part of the crew. Yeah, and he just fucks off because he's in all the promo shots as if he's an equal. That's right, and then he just walks away. Yeah, walks. Away. I think that oh, is cool. That. He walks. He walks in a straight line. Oh, here comes a rocket. Do you think he's going to walk? Around? No. That, that is the kind of class I'm talking about. This is, and even you are laughing. It's a good did, show, man. I do laugh at that. It's a good show. So that's why all of these kind of gags are great. And by the way, Paladin is the coolest character to be. I was always a Paladin in the two games that I played. Paladin is the worst character to be because you can't do anything wrong. You're not allowed to murder anyone when you when you win a fight. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's against the law. Oh, I, you know, I thought Paladin was most like Batman, so that's why I got nah, him. Batman would be chaotic good, not lawful good. Now everyone wants to be chaotic good when they come in this thing, um, like. In, in AD&D, so I see what you mean. Um, okay, well, there's, there's that, I guess. I guess that. So, the actual bits and pieces of the heist, they Bring. get they get this, the, the what do you call it, the wand yep. that allows you to sort of jump between things. They use that pretty well on the film. That's quite a quite a fun that was cool. portal here to portal there, so you can jump yeah. through it. That was kind of cool. The shot with her getting into the wagon? That was, but it was no one here as good a shot where she's spying on Hugh Grant and what turns out to be another Red Wizard of Thay who's planning to become godlike herself. Yeah. And and then 
she gets detected and has to escape and we follow her, the druid character, as she changes from animal, oh, that was cool. animal to animal for what feels like a good three, four minute sequence. Yeah. And, and it's all one shot. Presented as one shot. Fucking, yeah, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, see, that was good shit, that was, man. that was really fun and, and a really scene I wasn't expecting at all. And I was like, oh, okay, this, this has perked me up. Here we go. Can you can you tell me then, what was the worst CGI for you? Was it that oh, owl? Was it that owl thing? That the owl bear was you? okay. That bit where they're in the, the first of the challenges and displace, displace a beast. So it's this jaguar-looking thing which has got tentacles on top and it can make an image of itself go somewhere else. I thought that was a manticore. No. It's okay. Displace a beast. See, that's how little I know. And then we get gelatinous cube. And what get, is that? So if you go in there and it basically eats you. It's like it's like acid being jumping into acid. Ah, and that's what they jumped so, into. So, yeah, jumping out. into that was a little bit of we're really testing the boundaries here of but what you're they, allowed to do in d But the clever out, right? Yeah. They could, they could but that be- whole sequence where... Hugh Grant and them and the, the walls are rising and falling. I'm just like, this looks... I thought that was cool. It was terrible, man. I was having a good time with that It shit. looked terrible. Really? Yeah, it was awful. Okay, okay. I'll have to look. I'm going to watch it So again. they obviously ran out of money for that whole sequence and they were just sort of, eh, right, here we go. Hmm. And at the time, I'm thinking, oh, it's 50, 60 million. Of course, they're going to run out of money. This is too ambitious for that kind of budget. Nope. 150 million, they should have nailed that. Can you tell me about the fat dragon? Oh, is that is that is that, a, is, that a, is that a trope in the show in the wo- in the in the in the game? Dragons or are a trope, obviously. The like, dragons are, but this was a fat cunt. Don't necessarily think it was. It was like I mean, it's too fat to move and shit. It was like an well, but call. then when it came after him, it came after him and it got its head wedged. That was fine. When in yeah, in that sequence. Well, I thought that CGI was good. That was okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like I said, because of the well-executed humor, I give it a lot of passes. Yeah. Well, that's your jam. I'm looking more for thrilling battles and. I'm looking for a bit of pathos, which we never really got. And a very, very obvious conclusion because we're looking the whole time for this MacGuffin, for this camera, what it's called, Rod of Restoration, yeah, equivalent thereof. And, of course, Michelle Rodriguez cops a knife you don't see and then she dies. What's he going to do? Oh, wait, she really needs it. I need my wife. She needs a mother. Actually, no, she's got a mother already. This is I thought that was a good moment. He's, the whole movie, he's trying to get his wife back. Extraordinarily then obvious. Then he realizes she had what she wanted I all along. I didn't know Michelle Rodriguez was going to die. But the moment she got stabbed, I'm like, oh, well, gee, I wonder what he's going to do here. Well, you didn't know until... Oh, you should have got stabbed. Yeah, you did. So you the saw moment she got stabbed. Get stabbed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm... I'm, I'm uh, here's the thing. I hope there's a string of these movies. Oh, look, I'll go see another one. Yep. Happily. Happily, happily go so. Do so. I mean, in my perfect world, you'd have this kind of film, which would have some of the laughs, not as much laughs, would be more pathos. We'd actually kill a character or two to build up. The, yeah, I know you want everyone to, to build die, up the stakes. But... No, I don't want everyone to die. I just like you know, we lose a couple of characters along the way because oh, this is for real. We're playing for real because that's what happens in fucking D and D games. People don't always make it out. But if it's a comedy, yeah, that's what I'm you saying. want it to play well, that way. So this for me, I want it to be more comedic. Yeah, whereas I don't. Yeah, I yeah. want it to be more serious and. Yeah, I can see why they go that way. It's a bit more accessible. Sure. But, but at least the characters in the film are, are playing it straight. They're not playing it like, well, geez, maybe we should roll the dice and see what happens. That would be a, a bridge too far. Yes. That I would be that's far what I'm saying. That would suck. Yeah, if there was like massive hexagonal dice falling down the thing. That well, would be that too That would much. be even stupid. That would be even worse. But even a reference to, why don't we just roll the die and see what happens? You know? I would have been fine with that. No. But it depends on the execution, like everything. <laughs> so, All right, then, Wayne, what are you going to score? Dungeons and Dragons, colon, honor among thieves. 85. Wow. Yeah. You score this higher than John Wick 4. Yeah. You are, sir. This one did not stay its welcome, Paul. Oh, my God. None of the elements in this numbed me from all the too much, like, oh. violence. I fart in your general direction. That's right. It's like, yeah. Better than John Wick 4. My, yeah. I, my brother came to see this with me. Yeah. And so we've been playing for a while because I missed the, as I said, missed the advanced screening. Yep. 
So we organised to go see this, and I'm like, oh, we're recording about it a couple of days after opening, so it's going to have to be opening night. He's like, oh, shit, I'm seeing John Wick 4. Okay, anyway, he made it work. He went and saw John Wick 4 first mm. and then did a marathon and came and saw this. So oh, my God. He sat through near on five, five hours film. That's detrimental to this film. But he, he said, I think watching John Wick 4 harmed this movie. That's what I'm saying. It's detrimental. Not the sitting there for five hours, but how much better John Wick 4 was than this. It's such a different movie. It's like watching fucking Inception. And one then- is One is an exceptionally above average, not just above average, extraordinary film for its genre. The other is okay. Yeah, but... Um, and you've got them around the wrong way. <laughs> nah, this is... This so is, for you, this is more enjoyable. what would you score The Princess Bride? Here we go. I can't remember, cunt. What would you score it? Oh, fuck, I don't know. This is nostalgia. There's a lot of factors here, but if I was a kid and you saw me and, the th- and, the, and I was talking with bitches about it like I was in high whatever, school... Whatever, whatever, Give me excuses. What are you scoring The Princess Bride? Fuck it, 90. All right, you are giving it higher than that. At least, thank God for that. I thought look, you say, look, I'll tell you this, right? If you put these two movies in front of me now, today, and say which one would you rather watch, I'm watching this one. I'm watching this one because I've seen The Princess Bride a thousand times and also... Oh, right, sure. But <laughs> I think Princess like- Buttercup's but kind of a fucking bitch. <laughs> Man. No! He's like, as you wish. He's like, you're a cunt. We just had like- our <laughs> best month in about two years. Apparently, you are determined to drive away our listeners you can kiss and my ass. shit all over them. Let's not listen to Wayne, who is completely high on Chris Pine. A word to the wise, Paul. This is exactly what they turn up for. <laughs> oh my God. You're saying fuck with and me going fuck off. <laughs> right. Well, you scored at 85. I'm scoring at 63. Oh my God. You're so wrong. Couldn't be more wrong if you're an asshole. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess, if you think about it, means... I'm neutral. Tremble before me. Terrible films and television shows. You know, I do agree. You're definitely far too harsh on this film. Hence, Negatron and hence, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it from us today, Wayne. You can find us. And who do you agree with? Is it out of this world fucking four and a half almost stars or is it, you know, pretty decent, good film, three stars? Let us know via email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com via all our links on thecountdownpodcast.com, our fledgling website, which one day we will update further or follow us on Podbean where we host the show and the Facebook community. I'm sure we'll get into it there as well. Link is in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been The Soundboard. This is the dumbest shit anyone ever said in the history of, and I don't think I'm accelerating here, time. John Wick 4, not as good as Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Let that one sit in your craw for a while. Damn right. See ya.